Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Senapadaratna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack and we will get started. Today I'm drinking my old faithful Lady Grey. Yay! Super yummy. And I have some huckleberry licorice that I got from Heights Church. It is actually quite delightful, although my husband has enjoyed it a little bit more than I have. He's eaten more. <laughs> but sharing is caring, is what they used to tell me when I was a kid. So let's get real. I want to back up a minute in my life. I'm not going to tell you a story about this week. Uh, I need to process some of it first. <laughs> but when I was newly married, my husband's parents brought Kevin and I over to Sri Lanka. Now, if you've never been to Sri Lanka, you need to go. It's amazing over there. I just absolutely fell in love with the culture. The only thing I'm not a huge fan is the weather, but that's my husband's favorite weather because it's like 85 degrees and super humid. And he loves that. And I'm kind of a 50s, like <laughs> anything above 50, I'm kind of like, wow, we're really pull out your t-shirts and let's get going. <laughs> like I'm not good in the heat. Anyway. We went to Sri Lanka and we saw so many things like uh, it was my first time out of the country other than to Canada with my family, my family when I was a kid, because I live in Minnesota. So we're like right there. It's just, you know, a couple hour drive. Boom. We're in Canada. So I'd really never been out of the country. I'd been on a plane for an hour to Sri Lanka. The first time we went was at 24 hours in a plane. We went up. I think we started stopped in Germany on the way there. And then we ended up in, I believe it was the Maldives. And then we went to Sri Lanka. I mean, it was hardcore for someone who had never been in a plane. Um, <laughs> Okay, it is hardcore for those who are in planes all the time. It is, it's a hard trip. But absolutely um, got off the plane and I just remember loving every minute of it. We stayed up in a tea plantation where his grandparents were living and I just loved, loved, loved every minute of not having hot water. And it was just such a blast. And I remember we were driving along the road and his uncle was taking us around and I um he would stop at like random places for us to see new things that he thought would be fun for me to see because I was the only one there that had never been to Sri Lanka Kevin lived there his parents lived there um for a couple years well his dad lived there for a lot more than a couple years but so it was kind of like what would be fun for Jenny to see <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what he was doing, but that's what it felt like. He made me feel really special. And so we stopped at this one place, like we drove up a, like a weird dirt road up a hill and stopped where this guy was kind of under a tent. I might even put a picture up on Instagram and Facebook. And he's just got like rubber, um, Rubbermaids out and he's, taking stuff off of a tree and making rubber. It was like this super fascinating place. And I just remember I was in there and it was like under a little tent canopy kind of thing. And I was in there like trying to, with Prebapa trying to understand what was going on. Um, and Prebapa was like telling me like, this is what's happening and this is what he's doing. And, you know, the guy was talking 
And I was trying to learn the process because it was so intriguing to me. I was like, wow, this is super interesting. And my husband is outside the tent. And he's like, hey, Jenny, come here. You've got to see this. And I was like, uh, hold on. I'm in the middle of something. And he's like, no, really, come here. You got to see this. Like, this is so interesting. And my mother-in-law, I believe it was my mother-in-law, like, yeah, come out and see this. And so I come out and they're like, here, this is super interesting. I'm like, this is not interesting. It was like some sheets of rubber hanging on a line. And I'm like, what I was learning in there was a whole lot more interesting. They're like, well, let's go. And I was like, I was a little irritated. I'll be completely honest. I remember being like, really? And we got back in the van and I was like, I was real. That was super interesting. I'm kind of irritated you pulled me out. And my husband was like, well, I have to tell you, the reason I pulled you out is because there was a spider hanging above your head that was the size of my hand. And I knew that you hate spiders. And so, um, first of all, I would have passed out. <laughs> like, there is no other term to say. When a spider the size of a pin comes out, I am on the couch screaming for Kevin. Spider, spider. And it is the size of a pinhead. Like... <laughs> I'm such a baby when it comes to spiders. So to have a spider that was five, that was a size of a hand over my head, you know, my husband was so wise to just be like, hey, Jenny, there's a spider. Like, he didn't do that. He just said, hey, come on out and see this. It's super interesting to get me away from the situation. <laughs> like, how did he have so much wisdom when we were first married? I don't know. It has continued to this day. But the reason I say that and I share this story is because so often we do not see why our life is interrupted, right? We do not see the big picture. We are so focused on whatever we're working on or intrigued with or, you know, whatever, that we don't see the big picture. And when someone steps in and kind of ruins whatever's happening, we don't see the giant spider hanging over our head. Can Seriously, can you even imagine if that thing had hit my head? Like, oh, I don't even, I can't even go, I can't even go there because it's so terrifying to me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> I've completely lost it. But we never really see the full picture. And I've been thinking about Easter this week because it's Easter week and when Jesus was in the garden and he was having people pray with him and then he was arrested by the soldiers, the disciples had been told in a way what the plan was, but they really did not see the big picture. You know, when Jesus was being crucified on the cross and that pain and that agony that he went through and the people that loved him went through. Watching someone die is one of the worst things that can happen in your life. And they had no idea what the real plan was. Three days later, Jesus is resurrected. And I love that. I love that God was like, I'm not going to put you through a lot of time, but enough that you need to understand I'm in control here. And our life is so like that. Our life is so like we don't see the big picture. We don't see that Jesus needed to die on the cross for our sins to change everyone's world. It changed 
the everything that we believe and everything that happens, it cha- it was a 180 moment, right? It was one of those moments that just changed everything because of his sacrifice. And when he was resurrected and came back to life, it changed everything. But there was still a mourning and a hurtful process that they had to go through to get there. And our life can be the same way. Not that I want you know, any of us to be in the situation Jesus was in, or where our, will our death be as important as his? <laughs> Let's just be honest. But there are moments in our lives that we look back and go, oh, wow, that was a 180 moment. I didn't see that happening. I saw the hurt and I saw the pain and I saw the struggle. I didn't see where I would be at. So this week is also only child week. Oh, day. There was an only child day. I know all of you are like, woot, woot. We all celebrate that. You don't. <laughs> That's okay. We do. It's a big deal at our house because I have spent so many years mourning and crying children and that I wanted multiple children and I wanted a big family. Before we even had kids, I used to shop at a place called Sam's Club where you buy your toilet paper enough to basically have a family of 17 like (laughs) you know we used to buy spaghetti sauce and I just look back and go wow that was really crazy because the jar of spaghetti sauce was enough to feed a family of at least 10 and there were only two of us now we did eat a lot of spaghetti so it worked out for us but (laughs) still it's kind of crazy when you think about it but during those years I spent time crying and crying out to God, God, I do not see your plan. I do not see why I don't have children. Am I not good enough? Am I not? I remember in a drive with my husband, we were driving up somewhere and I was like, I don't think God thinks I'm going to be a good mom. I think that's why we're not having children is because I'm going to be a horrible mom. And then we had one. And you kind of think that that fixes everything. Like everybody around me was like, oh, this is amazing. God answered your prayer. And yes, he did. He completely answered my prayer with my daughter. She's my miracle baby. Um, Should not have been able to have her and super grateful that I do. But I have spent so many years after her crying out to God, God, I don't want her to be an only child. I want her to have siblings. I want her to have you know, a lot of people in her life that fill it with a love and joy and laughter. And I, it's exhausting being a mom of an only. Now I realize that it looks super easy on the outside. It looks like you only have one, like how difficult is this, right? I remember a lot of people used to say that to me when I went to my mom's group, because I used to belong to a mom's connect group. And people say silly things and can be kind of hurtful, right? And they used to be like, oh, you only have one. That's really not being a parent. Like being a mom really is when you have multiples because then that's really hard. And I was like, yeah, this is not easy. (laughs) Having one is not easy because you are their only source of entertainment at all. Like ever. That's it. It's you. That's all you got. There is no go play with your siblings or try not to kill one another or you're in the car and it's just her all the time. I feel so bad for her. But now she's 15. 
And I look and see the things that we are able to do as a family that if we had multiple kids, we would never be able to do. And God knew that. God knew the plan that he had for us when I was in the car crying because I didn't think I'd be a good mom and that's why God didn't give me a baby. God knew the plan. He knew that eventually our ministry would go around the world and we needed to be able to go places that is hard to go with big families. Now, I still would love a big family, but really feel like God has provided that in really unique ways. There are children in our lives that I just absolutely love as my own that are my daughter's friends. I just absolutely love them. And I feel like God is, I've been praying for her for many years, that the Lord would bring a family to her of friends. And God has been so faithful with that at 15. She used to be so quiet and never have anybody really around. And now she's like, I've got so many friends. This is great, mom. And I'm like, I know. Isn't this wonderful how God God supplies? God sees the big plan in your life. You may not see it right now, and you may be in there focused on the rubber-making guy, and someone comes in and interrupts you, (laughs) and you're like, stop, I'm focused on this right now. And they're like, no, come on out. I see the big picture. I see that there's a spider over your head, and you you need to move. Or you could be in the place that your whole world has been destroyed, Everything you thought and you believed has been destroyed, just like Christ's death and resurrection. When he died, his mother mourned like a mother would mourn. She did not go, oh, it's okay. He'll be back in three days. Not a big deal. Like that was not her. I mean, maybe she believed that, but that is not what we read in the Bible. She cried and mourned. They were crying and mourning. They did not see the big picture. God did. And God sees your big picture. And I pray this week, um, not only will you focus a little bit more on Christ's death and resurrection and what it means to you, but in your life, what are you walking through that really could be um, part of a bigger plan, part of bringing you to something that's greater, even though it's such a nightmare? I met with a lady that was 95 years old. Well, she turns 95 this week. And I sat down and I said, I hear that you're wise. And she's like, I am. (laughs) She was such a sweetheart. I just absolutely loved her. Anyway, she was like, if I have not learned to see God in my tragedies and in the ups and downs in my life, then what was the point? She's like, I'm 95. I have had a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. And in every one of those areas, I have looked for God's hand in those areas. And I was like, whoa, like that would make you wise, right? And I was just blown away because so often I'm not looking for God's hand and God's provision and God's bigger plan in my everyday life. And she was like, you have to. You need to look and see God's hand in the good and the bad that happens. And I was just completely blown away. I was like, that needs that needs to be a life change for me there. And so that's why I'm sharing it with you. Because I feel like it can be a life change for all of us. If we are looking for God's hand and God's plan in our everyday 
ups and downs to see that there's something bigger and that yes this may be set aside one dream may be set aside I'm never gonna be a parent of hundreds of kids probably never be a parent okay my daughter's 15 and I'm 45 so <laughs> I'm gonna be a parent of one <laughs> that's just the way it is I'm not gonna have six or seven kids this is not going to be God's plan for my life but that does not mean that I cannot learn and grow and see what he has for me in other areas and not stop focusing on the one area that I wanted him to do and start focusing on some of the areas that he has blessed me in and has made prosperous in ways that I never could have had if I had seven kids, right? Would I probably be able to sit here and do a podcast while everybody is still in the house if I had seven kids? Maybe. I highly doubt it. <laughs> Those of you with seven kids, I'm guessing that would never be happening, right? You do this after everybody is asleep. I don't know when you would do this. Like, I have no idea because I have one. So, and she's a quiet one at that. Well, anyway, you all have a blessed week. I pray that you will see God's hand moving in your life and in the good things and the bad things as you try strive after finding God. You can find us at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also find us at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. All of my information is there. I'd love to connect with you. You all have a blessed week.